This is defensive end Derek Barnett of the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles have it. It is recovered. Recovered by Barnett. 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 And you're listening to the Eagles Live Podcast with Dave Spadero. Welcome to the final week of the 2019 Eagles preseason. Hello, Eagles everywhere. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadero, and welcome to the Eagles Live Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. On Thursday, the Eagles conclude the preseason with a trip up the Jersey Turnpike to play the New York Jets. Kickoff at 7 o'clock. Our coverage on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Our official app and our social channels begins at 6.30 with the kickoff show and goes right on through the night as we cover the Eagles full, fully, all the way at MetLife Stadium. Then, of course, we get into the big weekend as the Eagles, along with the rest of the NFL, reduce their rosters from 90 players to 53 by 4 p.m. on Saturday. And we will have you covered here first with the news. So make sure you're with us throughout the weekend. We've got a great Eagles Live podcast for you. We'll hear from Carly Lloyd. Now, Carly Lloyd grows up in Delran, New Jersey, goes on to soccer superstardom, fresh off her World Cup victory. Uh, she's just a an international superstar who happened to make a 55-yard field goal at practice when the Ravens were in town last week. Had a chance to talk to her about her success and her love for the Philadelphia Eagles. But first, let's begin with the Eagles in the defensive secondary. One of the leaders of this team, an Ironman, and a player who really is key to the success of the 2019 Philadelphia Eagles. As talented as he is on the field, he's just as extraordinary off the field. First up here on the Eagles Live podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group, one-on-one with safety Malcolm Jenkins. Malcolm Jenkins, Eagles safety with me here on the Eagles Live podcast. Uh, And Malcolm, I'd like to start with this. Um, 100% of the snaps last year, Mm -hmm. right? 92% the year before, but only because you didn't play in the last game, or you started but didn't play much. Yeah. 99-99. So this has got to be like the greatest accomplishment of your career, no? The durability no. factor? Why not? I mean, I've won two Super Bowls. I understand that, <laughs> but that's a team. Yeah, I know what you mean. Individually, no, yeah. I think, you know, one of the things in this league, you know, you always talk about, like, accountability as a player, but in availability. And oftentimes, you know, that's some of that stuff is out of your control. So I definitely feel blessed, you know, to be um, as healthy as I've been for the last five, you know, five years, uh, not missing, you know, any games. Um, you know, that... I think it's a testament to our strength and uh, training staff, um, the work that I put in, but also just being, you know, blessed because some things you can't avoid. But, um, you know, being able to be there is, is a big part of the game. It's also the mental part of it, getting up for every one of those moments. What is the key, not only in your football career, but in life in general, what maybe we can all use as a key? What gets you up every day? What gets you motivated every day? Well, I mean, I like to compete. I'm, I'm a hyper-competitive person. And, um, you know, for me, I'm constantly battling against myself. Um, and, and, you know, this league is, is always, you've always got to prove yourself. Always trying to, whether it's, you know, them bringing in people to replace you or it's, um, you know, wanting to get respect from your opponents, wanting to get respect from your peers. Um, and I know for me, one of the things I've always set in my mind is that I never want to look into a teammate's eyes and feel like, you know, they can't depend on me or they uh, don't think I can get the job done. And so that motivates me, you know, every day to come in, put in the work um, so that every Sunday I can be at my best. Do you turn it on and off in, in non-football life? 
or are you always <laughs> trying to win everything you do? I'm always trying to win everything. Oh I my do. You can't. It's a way How can of life. Anybody be with you then? It's hard. Yeah, my family. Uh, <laughs> they're tired of me trying to win all the Monopoly games, but um, you know, it's it's just a lifestyle that you know. It's you can't turn it off because everything it's, it becomes a way of life. You know, I watch Rafael Nadal play tennis. And have you ever seen him play tennis? He's got all these quirks. He has all these very every point. He goes through like a series of fifteen. OCD kind of things, mm -hmm. and it's a, it's very much of a focused approach to tennis. And I always wondered, can you turn that stuff off? Do you think somebody who's so great at a professional endeavor, whatever it is, can turn it off in the non-professional part of the life? No, I, and I think you know sometimes I think that's when you struggle. So this this off season, for instance, um, I wasn't at the, the off season, so I took time just to to get my mind together. And not having that schedule and those same like routines like messed with me for a while, and so I, I had to structure my life the same way it would be structured here in the building, just because it's really hard to turn that off. And so wh whether it's through my businesses or even like family life or, or things, I've always got a routine. I've got a vision for what I want to do, what I want to accomplish that day. I practice things like you. You have to keep those that mentality going in order to you know you can't turn that off and on. Where'd you get that? I think it's just been playing football my whole life. Huh. That's you know the things that you learn in this game, um, the because we we perform on Sunday, we evaluate it on Monday, we correct those mistakes and work to correct it all throughout the week, and then you go perform again. And I take that same mentality to you know in life period, you prepare for something, you perform, evaluate, see what's better, practice it, go perform again, and just kind of you know move through life like that. When you were in high school, were you like the class president or the most likely to succeed or anything like that? Uh, no, I think they had me as an athlete or something, or you know, most likely to be a uh, professional athlete or something okay. like that. But were you were you competitive in, in the classroom as well? Your whole I was life? a good student. Uh, I don't know if I was competitive in the classroom, but um, I definitely was a, was a good student. My my parents stayed on top of me with that. Um, but you know, I'm I'm if you if you challenged me to something. It's going to be competitive. So if it's in the classroom, it'd be it'd be competitive. Malcolm, let's talk about this Eagles team. We're, we're oh, geez, the regular season is right around the corner. Yes, sir. Do you have a sense of what this team is all about, or does it? We, I think I ask you this question every year. Yeah. Do you have to get into the regular season before you find out? We'll find out week one. Yeah. You know what we really have right now. Everything is just on paper, and and quite frankly, we don't even have everybody back yet. You mm -hmm. know, we still got some pieces to add to the puzzle. Um, and, but I think, you know, we've been putting in a lot of good work, been, been getting better every day. Um, and I think that's what you want to see out of a team is that constant improvement every time you step on the field. Is the how, how different is the locker room from last year? Uh, it's very different. You yeah. know, and, and like I said, I was away during the offseason, so I came back and, you know, you, it's like 30% of the team is, is different. You know, a lot of new faces uh, that we brought in, whether it have been veteran guys through free agency, all of the rookies, you know, you go from – 53 guys to now 90. Uh, so there's a lot of new faces uh, that'll get tapered right back down here in, in about a week. Do you uh, have a class clown in that locker room? Is there somebody, has Malik Jackson, for example, come in and added a presence that is really welcomed in the in the locker room? As in, Of course, on the field, we know he's a great player, but in the locker room, is that veteran presence something that you really appreciate now? Yeah, uh, I think, you know, a lot of those guys, having D-Jack back, you know, has definitely brought uh, I think a little bit of attitude to the team. Um, Malik yeah. Jackson, uh, you know, up front is, is uh, with, with Fletcher kind of being out of the mix is another veteran guy. Um, but I think the class clown is is definitely Ronald Darby. Uh, he keeps everybody laughing uh, and, and, and keeps things light. But I think a lot of the guys that we that we've brought in have, have contributed a lot so far. Have been great guys in the locker room. 
um, just continuing to build that culture. Malcolm, how do you think Carson has handled everything that ha- that he's gone through in his career, the injuries, the success, the challenges, the offseason, yeah. where he is now as a man? I mean, I think it's a lot, you know, for a young player. You know, we, we forget that <laughs> he's still a young guy uh, and he's been through, you know, a ton. So I think that's that's only preparing him to, to be stronger, you know, on the back end of it. But I think he's handled it well. He's continuing to grow. We've got some things he's still working on uh, as a player, and that, that's good. You never want to see a guy who feels like they've arrived, especially this early in their career. Why was it important for you to play in the preseason? Uh, for me, you know, I, I know what it takes to get me, you know, ready for, for week one. I knew this week was going to be heavy with Baltimore coming in, and so a lot of the focus this week was going to be on practice. Uh, so th- that might have been, you know, one of the few times I, I did get, got to get real reps, and I was just eager to get, you know, in a game. So it was, it was important for me to at least get a couple drives. All right, I got some questions here. For Malcolm Jenkins, the idea that he played all these snaps here, I consider that uh, extraordinary. So these these are world record kind of questions, all okay. right? See if you know any of these answers. <laughs> None. Who uh, who is the first man to run a sub four minute mile? I, I think no everybody idea. knows that. When they're, well, you probably your brain's not even there. No. Yeah. Does the name Roger Bannister mean anything to you? No. Okay. I'm right. a sprinter type of guy, so miles like uh-huh. as soon as you say mile, I went blank. If you ran a mile right now, would you have a would you hate it? Uh, yes. Would that be the worst kind of running for you? Yes. Okay. So you'll never retire and run marathons? Never. 100 yards is the furthest I'm going to run. Okay. Maybe 110. So you're not going to be a triathlete or any of that stuff? Nope. All righty. What were the names of the first men on the moon? Oh, my God. Which I never would have gotten either. Buzz Aldrin? Yeah. And Neil Armstrong, obviously. Very good. Very well done, Malcolm. Wait, Dave. Yes. Can we make this clear that I did not come up with these trivia Uh, questions? Chris (laughs) Barletto here has been getting ripped uh, lately. Um... You're, I came up with questions, okay, Chris? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right, now we're going to, in uh, homage to Malcolm here, who owns a store, Damari Seville, 709 Walnut Street in Philadelphia. Fine clothing for men. Yeah. Um, how, how's that going, by the way, that it's business? It's going really well. Tough business. It is. Yeah. I'm learning a lot, but it's been good. This, this offseason, I really dove into it, doing some creative things. Uh, uh, okay, so the, the, the question here is, uh, this is from World uh, Guinness World Book. Uh, the most T-shirts worn at one time, any idea that... The most T-shirts worn at one time. time. A guy was trying to raise money for charity. He he wore all the way up to 20 X's. Oh, okay. Well, you could probably throw on a good 200. 260. Ted Hastings from Kitchener, Ontario. That doesn't matter. Uh, All right. (laughs) Which team has won the most NBA championships? Uh, Celtics? Yes. And then according to Forbes, how many billionaires are there in the United States in the year 2019? Billionaires? Yeah. Uh, in the United States, billion B b b b b, hundred, six hundred nine. Mal- Isn't that insane? <laughs> yes, that is ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Now I've got five questions here that are based on your bio. Mm-hmm. You've won two. Well, we kind of talked about this, but you've won two Super Bowls. Uh, that's a great individual uh, team accomplishment. But what is the most significant individual award that you've won in your career? Um. I think uh, the Byron Woods White Award is, is one that I'm, I was definitely proud of. You know, given to it's kind of like the NFLPA's version of the Man of the Year. Um, you know, do, doing things off the field in the community um, with you know a league full of guys that are doing some great stuff around the country. To be given that award was a huge honor, not only for me but for everyone who volunteers, donates, sponsors, all the things with my foundation. How can people get involved with the Malcolm Malcolm Jenkins Foundation? Yeah, they can go to themalcolmjenkinsfoundation.org. They can donate. They see our calendar of events. We got a fundraiser coming up in October, uh, October seventh. Uh, it's our big fundraiser we do here to be at the link. So we'll have a good time. City's getting any better in this in this country? Do you think? Uh, I mean, I think 
I think, you know, we're, I think when it comes to things like social justice and, and, and criminal justice reform, though it's obviously a topic that is at everybody, at the front of everybody's mind, or at least is, is in the, the media, but I think we um, need to continue to do a better job of educating people on what the, um, the, the action items are, how people can get involved um, further than just the conversation. Okay. Number two, you say that if you could play another sport, you would want to anchor the 4x400 relay team for the United States Olympic team. Mm -hmm. Who do you consider the greatest men's and women's track athlete in the United States, in the history of the United States? Uh, Jesse Owens. Yes. And 1936, then, um, took over the games. Yeah. And then, um, what's my, my girl's name? Ugh. Forgetting uh, Jerner, Jackie Jerner, yeah, Jackie Jerner, Jackie Jerner, yeah. Okay, very good. Uh, you have four touchdowns returned for interceptions in your years as an Eagle. Who holds the franchise record with five interceptions returned for touchdowns? Philadelphia Eagles record. Uh, I don't know. You I know. know? I, I, I used Member of the know, Eagles Hall of Fame. Cornerback Eric Allen. Eric Allen. Okay. This is interesting. You list Joe Namath as one of your favorite throwback jerseys, along with. Former Washington Redskins defensive back Sean Taylor and Michael Jordan's uh, North Carolina jersey. Why Joe Namath? I think I had it when I was in high school. Throwback jerseys were the thing, and I had a, a, a name of jersey. I also had an Elway, uh, so that was just that's my favorite throwback. Okay, so it's nothing like with what how he <laughs> nah, made it's, the game it's mainstream more, and no, nah, it's more so just his attitude and okay, you know, being an East Coast guy. You graduated from Ohio State with a degree in communications. What are some of the things you learned then that you use in your life now? College specific. Everybody says uh, you don't remember anything from college. I want you to nah, prove me otherwise. I use everything from college. When obviously dealing with the media every day is 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 in strategic communications, but public speaking is one thing that I learned. When I got to Ohio State, I was definitely afraid of talking in front of crowds and, and being in front of groups. Um, and obviously, I do a lot of that now. Um, and, and a lot of that was through some of the courses that I took at Ohio State. You're great at it too. Thank you. Tips for anybody who wants to speak to a crowd. Um, <laughs> I'm about to say. One of the things we did uh, was to stop saying, uh, like we had everybody in the room as we practiced our speeches. If you said, uh, everybody would bang on the desk at one time and eventually like you become very conscious. And so it was just take your time, you know, instead of, uh, instead of go. having, yeah, instead of having those, those words where people say like, or, uh, or things like that, you just take your time, think about what you're saying and, and you don't have to speak too fast. Did you it. speak at the parade? I did. What, would, what do you remember? How crazy that was? Yeah, I almost dropped the. Uh, oh, that's the right. Trophy. I, I, yeah. I remember catching that. That's right. Yeah, that was cool. A little too much. Uh, uh, let's get another one this year. <laughs> Malcolm Jenkins, Eagles safety, extraordinary man, extraordinary player. We thank you so much for joining us on the Eagles Live podcast. Thanks, Appreciate Malcolm. You having me. Thanks so much to Malcolm Jenkins, and we'll take a little break right now. Bring in Carly Lloyd in just a minute. This is the Eagles Live podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Next up, Carly Lloyd. Remarkable in her own way again on and off the pitch. United States women's national team star Carly Lloyd, a Delran, New Jersey native, joins us here on the Eagles Live podcast. And we are talking, obviously, about your success. Congratulations, first of Thank all. You. World Cup victory again, number two for you. Yes. Uh, with the United States national team. How do you celebrate these events? I mean, we know how we celebrated the Super Bowl. We partied our butts off for three months. <laughs> how did you celebrate, or are you still celebrating? Well, we had, uh, you know, the tough thing about our our season is we're we're still like mid season, so we had to return to our clubs, um, not right away. You know, we had ticker tape parade again. We went to the ESPYS, um, and some of us had, you know, other things, and and we kind of resumed with our teams and and just jumped back into it like 
you know, nothing had ever happened. When you are old, and, and this is a distant memory, what do you think you're going to carry from those experiences, those winning experiences? What will stick with you? You know, obviously the the championships are are great, um, but I think it's it's mostly about the journey. You know how how I started on the national team to how far I've gotten. Um, you know, I'm, I'm proud to to say you know that the, the person and player I've become, um, I've become better every single year. So I think while the championships are, are really ultimately special, um, you know, I've I've been proud to to kind of go through throughout my career the way that I have. The United States women's national team plays at Lincoln Financial Field. August 29th against Portugal, a friendly. Ticket sales are great. The reception has been phenomenal. Uh, that must make you very happy, the recognition and the appreciation that America is showing for you. Oh, absolutely. I think we're, we're trying to break the, um, the record for um, you know, a single, single game friendly that the national team has had. Um, so hopefully we do that. I think we're on track to do that. What are we at? What's that number? What's I want to say the number was maybe around 44. So hopefully yeah, we, well we, we push it to 45 or even 50,000. But um, it's truly special, you know, to to be able to come play at the link. And um, obviously I'm a huge Eagles fan. And, you know, Philly, New Jersey, being from New Jersey, um, friends and family are coming. So it's going to be awesome. Who were your childhood kind of the players, men or women that you idolized in whatever sport that might be? Um, you know, it's a little bit different, and you know, I think now we have so many women that um, are role models for for young kids. Um, back then, there there wasn't a ton. I looked up to my older cousin Jamie, um, who played you know all sports. I looked up to to Michelle Akers and a lot of the other players on the '99 World Cup team. Um, but you know, the likes of Michael Jordan were were some of the people that you know I I looked up to as well. If there's a pantheon of women's soccer Hall of Famers, who's you know, the top five. Is Mia Hamm kind of, was she the, the, the really first, like, breakthrough star from, a, from kind of a, a national sense? Yeah, absolutely. I think she, she definitely was. Um, you know, and, and there's players like, you know, Brandy Chastain, yep. Julie Foudy, Michelle Akers. Um, I think, you know, the, the type of player that, that I was, I mean, I obviously looked up to them tremendously. Um, but, you know, Michelle Akers was kind of that, that rough and tough um, you know, bulldozer type midfielder, you know, could could kind of do everything, had the complete package, and, and I've kind of strived to be that, that midfielder as well. So she was kind of, you know, someone I particularly looked up to, um, but I looked up to all those other players as well. Do you think about the generation of young girls that you are influencing? Uh, yes, every day. I mean, you know, um, I'm trying to be the best role model that I can be, um, but, you know, it's not something where I have to step out, outside of my house and, and suddenly switch into a different person. You know, I am who I am. Um, that's, you know, what you see is what you get, and, and it's important for me to, to make sure that, you know, I'm inspiring the next generation. Carly, do you appreciate what NFL players go through? I mean, you've come out here, you've obviously been a fan your whole life. Do you understand the the way that they prepare? I mean, it's such a different way. Everything you do is really, it's very strength-oriented, obviously, but it's so cardiovascular. This is like seven-second burst yeah. of craziness. It's crazy. I, I've actually heard the amount of play that that happens in an actual football game, I think is like, I don't know, a few minutes. 13 minutes yeah. or something, yeah. um, which is crazy. But yeah, I mean, getting getting to come out here and actually see kind of a live experience of, of what they do, it's totally different. I mean, we're, you know, having to be conditioned to run up to 90 minutes, um, you know, 
our job is, you know, we kind of go train for a couple hours and then we leave. You know, you've you've got some of these players sticking around for, you know, seven, eight hours a day just studying film. Um, we do that as well, but there's there's just those very, very important details that I know that, that all these guys have to, to get down. And um, I've been wa watching a lot of all or nothings mm -hmm. on some mm -hmm. of the uh, the NFL teams, and it's, it's really, really cool to kind of see uh, – you know, just to, to get a really inside look into what exactly goes on. Um, I've always been always been a, an Eagles fan. I've always watched. It's probably, aside from soccer, it's probably the number one sport I, I watch on a week-to-week -week basis. Good segue. How did you get into the Eagles? Was it a family thing in the Lloyd family? It was. My dad, a huge fan, um, you know, and I was the, the oldest child. I was a, you know, a typical tomboy. I wanted to, you know, play all different sports and um, you know, I kind of, you know, wanted to, to be doing everything my dad was doing essentially. So he would watch on, you know, every, every week on, on Sundays. Um, it was mostly Sundays back then. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, it just kind of carried on with me and I've followed them throughout and was obviously very proud of, uh, the Super Bowl win. Yeah. February 4th, 2018. Where were you? How did you watch the Eagles make history? Uh, we had some friends, friends over. Um, you know, I, I didn't want to go. I'm the type of person that doesn't really like to go out necessarily somewhere because I actually wanted to watch the game. And mm -hmm. when you go out, it gets all crazy and, and loud. Um, so we just, you know, had some friends over, had had some dinner, um, watched on the couch. And, yeah, it was, it was amazing. You could eat during the Super Bowl? You didn't, regurg you didn't Your stomach wasn't so in knots that you could actually digest food. That's amazing. Towards the end of the game, I was, I was getting a little nervous. And then the neighborhood, you know, it was so funny in Minneapolis, getting all these videos from people back in Philadelphia, how the neighborhood, how everybody spilled out into the neighborhood and celebrated. It was wild. Compare the, cel the feeling you had, and this isn't even a comparison, but compare the <laughs> Eagles winning the Super Bowl and you winning World Cup or, or a, a, an international uh, event. That, is the World Cup the, the premier would you put that over the Olympics? It, it, it's it's every soccer player's dream of winning a World Cup. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean it's it's different. Um, I would still say they're they're truly truly special. Um, but you know, for a, from a soccer perspective, yeah, winning the World Cup is is massive. Did you celebrate the Eagles' victory with any sort of revelry? Not really. Just you know, some cheers at at the house, and um, I'm I'm kind of a low key person as it is. Um, I didn't. I didn't go to the parade. Um, it would have been awesome, but for me, I'm like, you know, I've I've been in a parade, two yeah. parades now, um, and they're just absolutely crazy. So I was like, I'm gonna watch from the TV. I'm gonna <laughs> enjoy it. Um, but it was truly special. It was great for the city. August 29th at Lincoln Financial Field. What will that experience be like for you? Will you have? I mean, I would imagine a lot of your friends and family. It's very difficult for them to watch you play in person, anyway. It is, yeah. I mean, you, we've we've played, uh, you know, at the Union Stadium quite a bit. We've played at Red Bull Stadium in New Jersey as well. Um, but to be playing at the Link is is going to be truly special. And I've got a lot of friends and family coming out. It's, you know, I approach every game as if it's a World Cup final. Um, this is, a, you know, this is a victory tour per se, but uh, I'm still going to go out guns blazing. So it. it'll be uh, it'll be fun, and hopefully we break that record. And the crowd is loud like Philly usually is, and um, it'll be awesome. We're aiming for 50,000 fans, August 29th, Lincoln Financial Field. The United States women's national soccer team, the gold gold medal, right? They give you, do they give you a gold medal at the World Cup? Yeah, it's not. You it's know, not a gold, gold, gold medal. medal in the Olympics is like, that's like the medal. But this, you get a little bit of a little so what medal. Are, well, what other swag do you get? 
That's it, man. That's it. Yeah, just, just, a, just, just another star. And <laughs> the champions, the world champion women's soccer team, national team, at Lincoln Financial Field. Get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com. That is August 29th tonight. The Eagles finish the preseason up the turnpike against the New York Jets. Carly, thanks so much. Great to Thank meet you. Thank you so much. Great job. Enjoy practice here. Will do. Uh, a lot of guys in a lot of heat beating <laughs> the heck out of each other. Thank I'm you so sure. much for joining us here on the Eagles Live podcast. That will do it for this Eagles Live podcast. We thank Peter Kelly for putting everything together. We thank you for joining us each and every week. We ask that you go on iTunes and subscribe, that you rate us, that you leave us comments. We'd love to see five-star ratings. We hope that we are serving exactly what you need as a Philadelphia Eagles fan. More to come this week. I'll have the Eagles Live podcast game day edition for you on Thursday as the Eagles prepare for the New York Jets in the finale of this 2019 preseason. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. Thank you so much for joining us. Have yourselves a great Eagles day, everyone, and fly, Eagles, fly.